0: Let us pray, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, O God. I'm truly honored, O God, to be in your presence. I don't take this for granted. I pray that you may give me utterance tonight. I pray that I will decrease so you, O Father, can increase, Lord, in this place, O God, because you said when you be lifted up, then all men will be drawn unto you draw your people tonight lord draw them oh god by the spirit as i say thanks in jesus name amen you guys can have a seat tonight i have a word from the lord which i'm gonna try to deliver with precision and Whenever I sit, whenever I come here, I always make sure the people that are directly in front of me, that they're fired up with the Holy Spirit, because I don't want anyone to sit on me tonight. Amen. Praise God. So for those of us that are easily offended, I will ask that you just maybe move back one. Amen. All right, let's get into the word. So the word that the Lord asked me to deliver tonight. It's on deliverance. And what is deliverance, you ask? It's the action of being rescued or set free, released or liberated. And I, want, I would like to go to Acts 10 verse 38 for that scripture reading. So Acts 10 verse 38, it reads, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. this Jesus Christ that we look at he was filled with the Holy Ghost and with power and it says he went about doing good and as it was speaking about that my mind went back to the cross and to what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and when he died and went to his father what he did for us and what he gave us he gave us power he gave us authority over the devil and this Jesus then my mind also went back to um, a story that Catherine Coleman she was given and she said that she had this friend that was in China and she was visiting there and that was a beloved saint of hers so the, the, the lady gave her a card with her brother's name on it. And she said, my brother is there in China. When you go, take this card and give it to him. And when he sees this card, he will do whatever you want, whatever it is. High, low, he will get it for you. And I was thinking about that and and I said to myself, imagine that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us and more when he gave us his name Jesus Christ he gave us access to everything because at the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord so that's what he gave us he gave us power and he gave us authority to rule and to reign so in going back now to deliverance if we're not motivated by compassion and to see the captive being freed the deliverance ministry is not for you because this is what moves the heart of God compassion for those that are bound and sometimes we have to check our motive and to see why we want what we want or why we do the things that we do Because after the Lord has anointed you with power to deliver the captive, you're activated. And now with that power, you have to be careful because now you're commanding demons. And if you're not careful, you will think it's you. And then now you will step out of alignment because you're thinking, okay, this power is coming from me. For example, when there is deliverance, you have the authority if the lord has anointed you to do this you have the authority to speak to the demon and to say you know what you will be silent you will not you know create a scene be silent and get out of this person you have the authority to do that and then the person will just be bound at your voice well jesus christ flowing through you of course the demon submit and then now with all that power, you could say, wow, and just be caught up in that and then you your power happy. And then you lose the essence of what deliverance is all about. So we have to be careful about that. And then now with this, I'm going to look at it. Deliverance, the approach having to do with the church from the church perspective. There's a number of Christians believers who need to be freed from demons. It's quite alarming. It's shocking, isn't it? They also did a census and they said at least two thirds or more of those who attend church are demon carriers. How oh, is this possible? We're asking ourselves. Well, the devil is strategic. What he does, I'm not here to exalt him but I'm just using this as an example what he does all he needs to do is just get a few prominent people and just you know demonize them and then from that once the head is polluted obviously what is at the head will flow down into the congregation that's why at times you can see pastor is so what's the word I would like to use so deliberate in protecting the altar, even with the choir members and so forth, because you guys are the ones that the devil is going to go after. So he can infiltrate and do whatever it is that he wants to do through you. Let's go to Matthew ten, six to 8. Matthew 10, verse 6 to 8. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely he have received, freely give. So this is talking about not only those that are out there, but the sheeps that are in the house and they are lost. There's a commission to go after them and to deliver them. So here we can see there is work to be done in the house. When it comes on to God, he's getting ready to clean his house. It's cleaning up time. If the church is to become what Jesus Christ intended for it to be, there need to be deliverance in the house. And in order for me to get more deep, so you'll have understanding, I'll share another story. Just say this pastor name or this person, his name is George. So he had a lunch meeting with a lot of prominent uh, church Individuals like pastors, leaders, fire members, a whole bunch of them. So as the lunch goes on, this George individual, he started to stare at one of the pastors. And then he connected eyes with him, and then he asked him, what's the problem? And then in asking that, all he said, George, all George said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of fear, leave him right now everybody in shock started to look say how dare this George person this is a pastor how is he you know casting demons out of him that's not possible and then George fell over and then revived shortly and then he got up and say thank you he thanked George regardless of what anybody had to say because he knew what he was struggling with and apparently he was like the people they were saying what's happening like how why explain then the preacher the pastor started to explain that in his earlier years he was troubled with the spirit of fear something happened something traumatic happened in his life and he opened up himself to the spirit of fear and, and the fear, the spirit of fear entered him Yes, he was a pastor and he was speaking in tongues and everything. So as he would speak in tongues, the spirit of fear, it will still be there, but it will be diminished. It will be there in its weak state. And then now we can see that spirit is still there. But the pastor would be, you could say, handicapped in a certain area. He cannot be fully used to his full potential because he was crippled by fear because it was there and now that he was set free for the very first time the spirit was still there lingering he was able to function but he thanked that man because now he was fully set free and he didn't understand anything about deliverance so this is why you know when the Lord is opening our eyes to revelation we should open our hearts to it because it's for our own good And one of the strategies that the enemy Satan uses, one of his favorite tactics is that Christians that they don't believe that can, they can be demonized. And he tried to blind the eyes of the Christians to say that, that that's, that's cliché. It's something that can never happen. And it's something that is not biblical. We just, some Christians just assume That it's not possible and this assumption is very dangerous because some of the ones that are coming in and seeking how to get deliverance they believe once you know you're baptized and you come in then you're good with God your passport is booked for heaven and that's it but now they come in and they start to hear these lies that the enemy has sown in the camp to say that you know what You don't need to be delivered, you don't need deliverance because it's impossible once you profess Jesus that this can happen to you. And this is one lie that we need to stop, just so the Lord can have his way in his people. We have to understand that us as Christians, converts coming out of occults, we're coming out of different things, different backgrounds and even some of the older Christians that have been in church forever. They will be here, they'll sit on the seats, then they start to get offended, then they start to get bitter, old, rusted and cobwebbed. Therefore, they need deliverance. And how can we deliver without us first being delivered? It's not possible. Hallelujah. In the early churches what they used to do it used to be a tradition for them. The minute that you're that you have come to Christ and confess him. They call you up and they try to remove all the demonic infestation that is within. So now they are in the church, people come into the church without being delivered, and they want and they want to serve. Not only that they themselves want to be served, they want to serve, but they also bring the demons with them that they once served to serve along with them, which can be an issue. we're saying you know we're speaking in tongues everything so therefore this is this is this is rubbish what you're speaking so let me explain that part so because the demon themselves they have lost they have lost the spiritual center of the person because they come to Christ now so they have given Themselves to the Lord, so they lose that spiritual center that they once had. So they're not possessing you anymore, but they're still there. And what and where they linger and hang on is in the mind, the body, and the emotion. And it's from these positions that they can continue to disrupt the life of the new convert. Not only the life of the new convert but also anyone that they come in contact with. Hence, we were even speaking to an individual and she was saying, why don't we allow certain things? I don't understand this. So we sat her down and you know, we brought understanding to her and we said pretty much the same thing. You're new. You're a new convert. And before we open and expose Everyone to you, you know, let's take care of what's going on with you because it is possible for there to be transference of spirits and that's what we're trying to keep the believers from But sometimes when you're not obedient and not all the time as parents, you know You can explain everything to the child. Sometimes there could be a bus coming And in in you know before you stand and say, oh, there is a bus coming. What do you do? You push the child. Even if the child falls, it's okay. But what you're after is saving the child's life versus trying to stand there and explain and be eloquent with everything. It's cleaning up time, and the Lord is building His church, and He's jealous over His church, and He was. Just showing me a few things today about even the deliverance and, you know, what he's doing in his church. And we have to come to a point where in which we say, you know what, God, it's all or nothing. Take all of me because I want to give you all of me. And then when the light of God starts to shine in your heart, It will look ugly. He will show you all the things that is within. And it's for us now to deal with it and say, you know what, God? I don't like that. Remove it from me. He shows it to us so we can bring it back to him and say, Lord, refine me with the purifying fire. Purify me. Everything that's within me that doesn't resemble you, remove it from me. It's time for us to mature as children of God. He's calling us to hire. It's time for us to start eating meat and stop drinking milk. The enemy doesn't want us to even believe that there's a heaven and hell, that Jesus Christ is coming back. But this is a reality. It's not a fairy tale. Jesus Christ is coming back and he's coming back to judge oh. so you decide whether you want, he- want to be on his bad side or his good side i will say search out your life with fear and trembling oh. let's sort ourselves out because it's almost wrapping up time it's going home time And he's coming back for a bride without spots or wrinkle. So with his blood, that's how he's going to wash that robe. And with his purifying fire is how he's going to keep that robe white. Hallelujah. So every day we have to come before him and say, you know what? God search my heart, search my heart. And not only to say it, but in a true sense, in a repentive sense. Because a lot of times we come before God and, you know, just because somebody, you know, when you come up to the altar, Pastor will ask you to repeat certain things and you will. But how about when we go in our closet on our, our knees? We are real. We are real before him. And you just come undone before him and say, Lord, touch every part of me. Touch me, Lord. Do something in me. I'm tired, oh God, of being sick and tired. Do something, Lord. Do something with my life, Lord. I don't just want to be here to eat and drink. What about the things that you're spoken over my life? What about the promises that you have promised me? And then you open up the Bible and you bring it to him and say, you know what, Lord? I am here, Lord. Do something. Do something with me and in me because I cannot live like this. And I refuse to live like this. He has called us to so much more. And in Him, we are so much more. Hallelujah. Now let's take a look at some of, some of the churches where it, there is no deliverance or demons being challenged. When demons are being cast out in Jesus' name, then we know that Jesus' kingdom is in that place. Am I saying if there's a church that's not doing deliverance that they're not of the kingdom that's a question for you to answer but some people are okay or they think it's good enough when they enter a church and the people are nice they're loving and they're forgiving But is that all the Lord has called us to? He has called us to manifest his power. Let's take a look at Luke 9 and we'll read from 1 to 2. It reads thus, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick this is in the word and is it even in new testament so no one can even argument argue that that was back then but this is now no he has called us and he gave us power and our authority over all devils so what is happening now when we children of God sons and daughters of the Most High we're being beaten up by the devil every day we complain and we cry is it because we don't understand who we are and that he has given us authority over every devil so there comes a time when we got to speak to the devil because he needs to know that you have the authority. This is the one thing too. He doesn't want you to know who you are and the authority that you carry. So he will keep you blinded and keep whispering sweet lies. But when deliverance comes, this is when the veil is broken, the veil is torn and we see truth for what it is. At times we'll find that in a certain area of our lives, we are stuck. We can't move forward. And this is because the evil one has authority over that area of our lives. And this is where deliverance comes into play. You will be struggling financially. You will be struggling in different areas and his deliverance that we need we need to get in the word and understand the word also another account that came to me pastor was sharing with somebody over the phone about David and how David danced before the Lord until his clothes you know came off and how Micah his wife She was ashamed because she's like you're a king and look at how you're disgracing yourself before everyone and he came to her so quietly as a matter of fact he came home after dancing to bless his home and this is the report that his wife had to say to him you know you're an embarrassment. And he was doing what the Lord has called him to do. He said, I was being a priest before my God and dancing because he has given me joy. And she mocked him and ridiculed him. And he didn't say anything to her. But because of the dishonor to her husband, the Lord shut her womb. So sometimes, you know, when there are certain things that, is, that are happening, Everything is in the scripture. Are we being dishonored before our husbands? Everything is in the scripture. And we need to now go to the Lord and say, You know what, God? Take away this offense out of my heart. My, the offense that I had towards him. Take it away. And that's where deliverance comes in. So now I'm pretty much done. And I just want you to... Search your heart, because deliverance for every single believer, it is a must. In order for us to move on with the high calling of God, we have to put down our pride and say, you know what? If I had to come and I have to look ugly and do what I got to do to get right with the Father, I'm going to do it pride move out of my way you're not having the best of me we got to put our foot down and fight for what is rightfully ours in the name of Jesus so search your heart, and uh, we're going to go into prayer I think but I'm going to turn the rest of the service over to pastor at this moment thank you